0: Top 5 Disco. I'm Josh. I'm Adam. And we're back, delving deeper into the discography of Brandy Carlisle. Last week, we introduced the band, talked about their early history and formation, and explored their self-titled major label debut album. This week, we're going to talk about their sophomore album and commercial breakthrough, The Story. Here we go. Okay, so from the first self-titled album, now we get into, I guess, what Brandy Carlisle and the Twins considered their first real album, because this was sort of... You know, with Rick Rubin's advice and guidance, they sort of picked, cherry picked their favorites of the early songs and put them on this album, uh, you know, with some, yeah. some new that is stuff. It's
1: still so interesting to me. It really, because he must have just heard, I think it's probably a combination of he heard maybe the more mature sounding songs themselves, mm. but also, you know, this is still a couple years later, everything sounds a little bit more like she grew up sonically and everything. Wow,
0: Sometimes. I, I don't always agree. I think some of the weaker songs are, are much this, weaker. I are, agree with on, that. On I here. do agree with that. It's yeah. actually,
1: and it, it is interesting. It's almost like you should have made like another B-Sides album of some. Like, yeah.
0: This album, like we said, is is too long. It's 14 yeah. songs. Maybe the actual length. I mean, there's a, there's a bonus track at the end with some space in between, but it's still like 50 minutes plus. Yeah. Whereas all of her other albums are in the forties. Mm-hmm. It just, it feels its length maybe because We'll get into. I think some of the latter tracks are just not as strong, and it sort of feels, I don't know, just long and sort of plodding at points. We'd even say the name. This album, her second album, their second album is called "The Story," and this was sort of a la our last band, Motion City Soundtrack. This was their breakthrough album. Um, it was produced by T Bone Burnett. I mean, talk about yeah. you know a heavy heavyweight producer. He's you know, a big you know who deal. Who
1: else? Uh, T Bone Burnett produced Counting Crows' first album. Of Counting Crows. So. Yep
0: along with many others, uh, the Robert Plant and Alison Krauss album, Raising Sand, is incredible, gorgeous. I mean, he definitely knows
1: his, you know, folky roots artist
0: kind of production. Right. Right. They recorded it um, with Matt Chamberlain as the drummer, which is pretty cool. Also in that sort of Seattle scene, he's been the drummer for Pearl Jam in the early days. I think it was mainly their first album. It was actually before the first album. Oh, is that right? I think, okay. I think, I think they, he was like the touring drummer and it's not him on the album. Um, and then he actually worked with Soundgarden in the later era, which gotcha. is so cool. So yeah. that the Seattle scene, even with Brandy yes. is so tight, I know. which I love. I really love that. I really I love love that. that. Um, and I'm
1: curious how much, you know, the hands are Offs because they were more part of that actual, right. Like, the rock, rock scene, scene of how Seattle. Much, like the, it was their connections versus, but it doesn't Who matter. Knows?
0: Who knows? I mean, when musicians are great and they respect each other and I'm sure word gets around and they meet and, it's it's really great so like we said or alluded to earlier this album was pretty huge for her this was her first and only gold record so that's five hundred thousand copies sold yep. um it peaked at 41 on the billboard charts um this also comes very much with the strength of one song in particular the title track the story became her biggest hit you yep. know probably still to this day her biggest most iconic hit Um, Phil actually wrote it, which is really cool. Yes, I
1: know. It was uh, used on Grey's Anatomy. And then someone also like sang their own version of it. Grey's Anatomy really picked up a lot of her music. I think
0: Grey's Anatomy was one of the biggest reasons she's gotten so big. Because they had an episode that played Tragedy, What Can I Say, Throw It All Away, which were from the first album, and then Turpentine was on uh, an episode mm-hmm. and they made a music video of the story with footage from Grey's Anatomy yeah, and one of the cast members performed the story or maybe Turpentine yes. on an episode. I, I, I don't story. know what, what producer at Grey's Anatomy, uh, had a thing for Brandy, but I mean, it helped her tremendously. Sure. It beca- Caught on commercials. Anyway, it was huge. I think most people, and I have friends who I've said, Oh, you know, have you heard of Brandy Kahlo? Like, Oh, I know the story. Yeah. Like, everyone sort of it's funny. knows I, the story. I was story. playing the
1: story in my office. And my colleague was like, oh, I know this song. And then she actually, I think, just knew it from from the, uh, whoever it was, like the actress from Grey's Anatomy oh, singing really? it. And I'm like, oh, it's actually Brandy Carlisle. She's like, oh, cool.
0: <laughs> so there we go. Spreading the Brandy love. Yeah. So... Let's get right into our top fives for The Story, the the second sophomore album. But in their minds, really, their big statement. They wanted to save all the best songs. Feel free, start it off. My number five is that title track, The Story. And so is My Number Five. Very nice. I wonder if the two of us put it there because we like know it needs to be there. Yes, I was literally, I was like, yeah.
1: because we'll talk about yeah, the song. I there's felt some, the same there's way. There's something about the song that I really like and something about it that I'm like, this is kind of simple. It is it
0: is very simple. <laughs> Let's wait. Okay. But Okay. <laughs> we both have put the story at number five. Uh, my number four is Cannonball.
1: Okay. I had a feeling that, that you'd put that on there.
0: Okay. That's a great song. Uh, my number four is Wasted. Okay. My number three is My Song. Wow. Okay. Interesting. You got different picks. My here. number
1: three, and just from sort of what we talked about briefly at the concert we both watched,
0: um, I had it. a feeling <laughs> it's not on your list. Have you ever? Right. Okay. My number two is Shadow on the Wall. My number two is Late Morning Lullaby. Got it. And yes. my number one is, of course, Late Morning Lullaby. And my number one is Shadow on the Wall. It was always fighting. Those two tops. Those two songs were. Constantly in my mind going back and forth. And I forth. always
1: felt like Shadow on the Wall should have been the closer. Should have closed that album out. Do you disagree? Totally agree. Yeah. Totally okay,
0: agree. <laughs> I don't love Again Today.
1: I actually, I like uh, Hiding My Heart. I kind of like that as a song. Again Today just feels kind of Anyway. It's
0: fine. It's no tragedy. That's the problem is yeah. that like it was trying to be tragedy. Right. And Shadow on the Wall is tra- like,
1: to me, that's it's like. A more another mature,
0: spore, it, a sparse. Yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's we'll get minor, to Shadow on yeah. the Wall. Okay, so fittingly, let's start with the story, the title track. This is so classic, and I wonder, you know, it's funny is that I didn't get into her during the story, and yet I still sort of feel that it's this one song that's overplayed, even though it may not have been overplayed for me. Well, you
1: know what's interesting? is, I think it sounds like that because what I kind of like about the song is that it's really just one... I'm just going to keep using the word stanza, just kind of one verse over and over again. There's no real chorus to it, so it just keeps repeating these parts over and over. So even when you hear it at the end of the (laughs) song, it feels like you've heard the song a lot already. That's a good point. So I think that's something about it. It also just kind of starts off very... Like it don't it feels intentional it, ent- it, it feels, feels, like feels the opening.
0: it feels like an intentional single yeah and I mean we both put it on our list at the top five from a 14 song album I think um well I'll see if you feel the same way uh, that is really because of her voice on this album yeah, so or this, this song yep. rather um it, it, it starts off just as a sort of a regular pop rock ballad she's kind of singer thing and then she erupts and it's it's Incredible.
1: Swimming across the, the ocean blue. And this is another one of the songs like follow, like the verses of throw it all away where it's a melody. That's very, I don't know. I don't like love these types of melodies that she writes that are all very based on the chords. I, I hear, I hear like, what you're saying. Even though I do love the melody, uh, so many stories of where I've been. That ooh, that's she, a choice. When she does those that. nice bends, it's yeah. so
0: beautiful. I think the chorus. Or, see, you're you're calling it not the chorus, but
1: that part. Sort
0: yeah. You do. I was made for
1: you. And I think
0: that is one of the reasons it became so huge. Musically, yes, it's great, but it's got this beautiful. I was made for you, love song mentality. Yeah. I think that's really resonated with a lot of people.
1: Yeah. Also, I think it I think there's something about how the song is literally structured in that. It it all flows into each other very nicely. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know, easily graspable for people. I'm not gonna say it's it's just that, but yeah, it definitely is it's apparent, maybe more so than some other songs, why this was so big. The orchestration, it's kind of basic. This is another it's thing basic about and
0: there's a weezer green solo. There is. <laughs> I
1: made note of that. Um, there's something about so Brandy's style of rock and hard rocking and whatnot, as her albums progress, it starts to feel very different. It's not this kind of early 2000s sort of chick rock. I mean, I'm sorry if, if I say that as I'm not throwing that away. Actually, yeah. I, I like that. So talk about throw it away. <laughs> um, and yet there's something I almost can't take seriously about when they're just kind of chugging rocking.
0: And it I know that's why you didn't put my song on your list. Yeah. That's one of the I reasons think there are parts. Okay. It's
1: one of the reasons it's, uh, I don't right, know. Just that I don't strum, know if it's, strum, 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 like, strum, 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 do that, change, change, if you're change, change, chord, chord, chord. Obviously just talking about bands that we've talked about in the past, like motion city soundtrack, something about like the production of motion city soundtrack or like a different rock band. I feel like could pull that off better than, I don't know, the orchestration of like rocky, but also kind of folky with strummed guitar. And I don't know, like how it's mixed. I don't mm-hmm. love those just kind of chugging parts. It's because the
0: guitars are indiscernible. They're just sort of this like sound, like wall of sound sort yeah, of thing in the background. Yeah, but there's no like,
1: I'm a, I always like maybe want like a picked guitar part in there. All, or... And you've always
0: uh, preferred that, yes, whether it's, you know, electric or acoustic.
1: So there's something about, there's something kind of lame rock about <laughs> parts of these, but...
0: But to go back to why we love yes. this song, <laughs> exactly. we talked about how she erupts from this beauty into... Swam across the ocean blue, mm-hmm. but the best part is when she sort of lures you into this false sense of calm security, right. and then she erupts, she rips her vocal to chorus. the point where, on accident, yes. she has this amazing vocal crack. Yeah. But it has become so iconic to the song that I can't, I can't hear the song without it. I need. Yeah, her and she knows do. that. She she, she yeah. tries as best she can. All to of it. these like she's
2: like, <laughs> that squeak crum.
0: but it's huge and it's her she's so emotive like yeah. it is it's really mind-bending how great yeah. that vocal performance is on that one line to me makes the song like yeah. it, it is so it builds to that moment there's a bare naked lady song i uh, i love called break your heart where he has a similar thing yes where he just erupts <laughs> He has this screech, this squeak. That was a little more ugly to me, but. <laughs> okay, he's better than that. But he has this vocal crack also. And something about it makes it feel more honest, more real. I think when you punch up things in the studio too much where everything is so perfect, you lose a little bit of the humanity of mm-hmm. the song. And I think it was a perfect accident. Yeah, I well, agree. It was my favorite accident on the record. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I like you. <laughs> <laughs> um the
1: one lyric i picked out was even when i was flat broke you made, made me feel, feel like, like a million, million bucks that's, that's just, a that's just, great that's, line like that yeah
0: um we didn't say it earlier we don't really need to cover this this album was so big and was such a big hit from her for her um just like motion city soundtrack toured again on a 10th anniversary of uh commit this to memory so too did brandy carlisle on the story she did a whole the story tour and on top of that she sort of curated this whole uh, album called cover stories where she had other artists come and cover her songs and all the, uh, all the profits went to charity, which was amazing. We're not going to go through each song and who covered what, but Dolly Parton covered this song. When you have Dolly Parton, the queen of country music yeah. covering your song, you know, you're doing something right. Yeah. Like that is so special. She had h- special.
1: huge artists. Adele was on there, Pearl Jam, A yeah.
0: Brothers. I mean, just you name yeah. it. Clearly
1: she has made an impact on, on the music community. Not, even not, if, not just
0: us listeners or well, not just uh, us lame. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's like, even if like the general public doesn't know about her, she definitely is like respected. She's, She's yeah. respected yeah. Uh, in the music community.
0: Great single. It was the single that sort of broke her into the mainstream. Great song. Okay, so my number four, which was not on your list, was The Beautiful, Delicate Cannonball.
2: I'm in my bed till the day comes oh, I'm lost, how I'm found. There's a man all alone Telling me his friends are gone that they've died and flown away
0: So this song is one of those times where everything else is stripped away. It's really just brandy, acoustic guitar and harmonies. Usually those harmonies would be the twins, on this case she got the Indigo Girls, a group I don't really know frankly Ten. that well, but I know they're very well respected mm-hmm. in the music community. Um this is just this is just gorgeous to me. The, the the melodies of the verse and especially the chorus is so it's so perfect. It's so eerie. The sort of Indigo Girls oohs yeah. in the, the background.
1: Chorus, the chorus of this I love.
0: Bright Bright who shot me down Damn, that fall of but then the best part is i'm frozen in, in my bed yeah, oh, that harmony is great i love that um the one thing i don't love about this song i don't know if you picked up on this um before i talk more about what i love about it the opening line i was born when i met you now i'm dying to forget you whether it was intentional or not all i can yeah, think about is like? Aerosmith. Oh, <laughs> I was crying when I met you. Now I'm dying to forget you. And I'm just like, what?
1: That's so interesting. Actually, it, it's, I you're so right about that. <laughs> I just never cued into it. And
0: to the point where I'm like, I hate that it opens that way. Because all I think about is Arizona, funny. which who I like too, but... It's Uh, a great classic
1: sounding folk tune, not in a bad way. Again, I think some of the classic, like not unique kind of things irk me a little bit sometimes with her music, but this one, it is really nice. This was also fighting for probably number five. It's a really pretty waltz. I love those harmonies. This was the highlight of of the the live show because basically almost like the pin drop tour that Josh uh, saw Brandy on in 2015. Is that right? Yeah. So uh, Brandy and the twins came out. Uh, to the front of the stage with no mics, no guitars were plugged in, kind of shushed everyone. They turned the
0: house lights right. off And they just used yeah. the
1: acoustics of the um, venue. venue to yeah make it even more beautiful and more eerie. Right. The and... whole point of
0: the pin drop is to hear a pin drop and everyone was dead silent. Yes. I mean, we were sort of further away in the mezzanine yeah. and still like you could just hear, oh my God, when the twins.
1: Uh, that's the thing. That was the first time I was like, oh my God, these guys got good voices. Yeah. Phil and his... Super hot. It's got like beautiful vibrato. When when they
0: hold those those notes, it's it's you're right. It's I'm about to say it's nothing special, and yet to me it's so special because it so well highlights the simplicity but timelessness of some of these songs. Like you you said earlier, some of these songs don't don't do so much for you or or don't feel that unique. I think the flip side of that is that some of these feel timeless. Like these could have these songs could have existed. 50 years ago. Yes, yes, absolutely. That is very true. I feel that way about this song. It's Mm -hmm. so delicate and and the melody is so classic to me. Yes, I agree.
1: No, I I really like the song. It was fighting for a place, but didn't make it.
0: Love it. And so same for me, uh, your number four, which was not on my list, was Wasted.
2: Such a classic way.
1: I really like this song, and yet what's interesting is that there are parts that I'm kind of like, hmm. I almost like what's so good to me, the reason this made it was that chorus. That chorus for me is something so special. I don't want to get to it just yet, but This to me,
0: like uh, in your own eyes, is another beautiful slog. Like I still feel like... This this very much grew on me. I used to not like this song at all. Mm-hmm. I used to think it was just so boring. But her vocals are fantastic on yeah. this song. And and yeah,
1: you know how I was talking about how the do 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 in Gone was like yeah. really nice. I can't really tell if this is like do 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 do. It's kind of like Meh. it's
0: not as good as Gone.
1: Yeah, this is really the first time she's on piano. So that's cool. And that definitely continues, you know, throughout some of her albums. I know she's very influenced by Elton John, who we'll also talk about in later Mm -hmm. albums. Um, I really like the verse melody. So I hate your overrated, most revered and celebrated. Because you're wasted. Yeah. Yeah. She's got great vocals on this. The descending chords, I really do like them, even though they feel kind of cliche. As soon as the guitar solo comes in, it feels
0: lamer. The guitar solo makes those chords. The feel guitar kind solo of is wasted. But um, get psh. it? It is so <laughs> buried in the mix and not that interesting. And I'm like, what a wasted opportunity. Yeah. Wasted.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, also, wasted. the
0: guitar um, at that point after the solo and it sort of goes into the chorus. I think again the guitar sounds like all the young dudes, you know, it's that all the young dudes. Yes, 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 yes. Du, 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 du. Oh, who's that? Uh, uh, Motha Hoople, Hoople <laughs> and Billy Bowie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's also, she, she has this sort of descending chord pattern in a lot of her songs. And I keep, I'm um, keep being like, is this Bell's Canon? There's something. There's a Bell's yes, Canon there there coming is. up. There's a bunch, there's a couple of Canons. Okay. Um, but this chorus, let me just talk about this chorus. Talk to me. It opens up so nicely and it's so, I don't know, brooding, if that's the right word. And then again, it's good to get a call. Boom. The bass. And then the best now, is that now, now and then. Yes, that harmony. Yeah. Ooh, got chills right now. I love that. I love that. And I remember early on when I was listening to these, I was like, what does that chorus and Wasted sound like? And, and I couldn't tell. And then finally, I think I found it. I think it's like the, I don't even know what it's called, the B-section chorus of We're All to Blame by Sum 41.
2: we're
1: all to blame. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my God. Crying to shame, we're hopelessly blissful and blind. I love that song. You know what's very funny is I'm pretty sure they are playing at Terminal 5 tonight. Wow. Yeah, so... Kind of pertinent, but anyway, <laughs> I actually find this to be better. This chorus, I I love this chorus. I don't really have much more to say about it. I wish it got to listen so to it. mid
0: tempo. There's something about even the chorus. Yeah, hmm. I think it's mid-tempo, very mid tempo. I think like. I know. You this, talk about mid-tempo
1: is like, it's just an automatically negative thing. And maybe maybe that's not exactly true that you say it all the time like that, but that's how I always hear it. I maybe it's an hear... easy
0: critique for me to say when I don't know why I don't like a song. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Fair enough. I think her vocals on this sell the song. Like yeah. her vocals are so good. Such a classic waste of cool. That, I wrote that lyric down. I love that. Such yeah. a classic waste of cool. Yeah.
1: That's and great... another thing, she has a lot of she has a lot of songs that are kind of like critiquing maybe her muse in the song or lover or whatnot but then being like, but then again, it's good to get a call. Like, I still love you. There's, She's always kind of got that, like, mm-hmm. I see these flaws and yet I still love you for them, which is nice. Anyway, wasted.
0: So now let's go to uh, my number three song, My Song.
1: is actually probably one of my least favorite songs on the album. Whoa. Yeah.
0: This to me is very much old Brandy, right? Like this belongs yeah. on the first album yes. totally. Um, it's, it's very much a bitter, angry, throw it all away type of thing. Yep. I love her voice on this song. It's so emotive and growling. I love the Digga, doo, 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 here I am. I don't like that. I specifically, I'm so young. I specifically don't
1: love those like what? hitting the symbols while she's hitting those off beats. Oh, I love
0: that it accents the way she sings. that. I don't know why. I, I get, I like
1: respect that. Like, maybe not a lot of songs do that. Maybe they do, and I just don't know. But there's something about it. I, I don't know. It just doesn't. I
0: love the my mind is full of razors. Yeah. I was about to say you hate that?
1: No, I actually really like that. And Got again, you
0: like a we
1: can definitely go back to <laughs> other parts that you like, but just. I think my favorite part of this is that last. My mind was full of raises. I'm not sure I oh, can take it. Oh, she's doing those vocal I have screeches. Yeah. To hold. and then they're like the snares just going. Did, did,
0: did, 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 so Bish. the drums on this song are probably, you could say, the best, the best drumming I've heard in since. Uh, this, these highlight the drums. It's like a long sort of drum solo fill yeah. section at the end, which is exciting because you don't often hear it. I
1: kind of wish the solo, the fills were better at the end <laughs> I know. I'm I'm so pretentious when it comes to like drums, but like we just saw a live version of it yesterday, and that guy was killing he it. He was like, killing it. He did it better. Obviously, I mean, maybe sometimes live you're able to just go a little more crazy, but there's something kind of contained about. I guess this is Matt, right? This is Matt on on drums, right? Um,
0: you don't love the part that. And it's you not enough <laughs> i like i, I her. get that the worst part of this song another wasted part is the sort of just rock strumming where nothing yes. is going on but yes. dun, dun, dun. i'm like okay come on come on come on
1: i like her it's my song over the boom, boom dun, 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 i thought dun, you'd love
0: that riff too
1: you would think that and i
0: thought that too but no
1: until i die which we actually haven't talked about yeah. i think that Riff is a little bit better. They just handle it better.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I also, like, we talked about how a great vocalist will change it up as they go along. The last chorus, she does an octave a little higher. The here I am. Yes. I'm so young. Yeah, that's cool. And then I just, yeah, you already saw, you already hit it. When she sort of does her vocal screeches, she continues to screech. Yeah. And then, yeah, they just rock out at the There's end. There's just a bite. There's a bite to that. That's this a song. good word There's for it. There's a bite to her lyrics yeah. and the sentiment. Um, I've always loved this song. Really? I think I think it, it just to me it's the throw it all away of this album. Where it's this sort of big chorus, super rocking. I recognize that the chugging can be kind of bland. Yeah. But I just like hearing them. I do like the drum solo at the end, okay. and I, I think it rocks. I think it's a great song. Cool. So now to your number three, which is not on my list. Have you ever?
1: soon as I heard this song on this album, I'm like, was this used on a car commercial? But I don't think it was, or just some sort of commercial. There's something so, I don't know, resonant about it. It felt very familiar mm. in a good way, actually. I know I keep talking about classic and whatnot and whatever yeah.
0: this, I really like it. This is a great, Folk song. It's a great one with nature song. I actually love the lyrics here, despite their simplicity. Mm -hmm. It's just, I mean, I'll just read one of the lyrics. Have you ever wandered lonely through the woods and everything there feels like it should? You're part of the life there, you're part of something good. I I love that lyric.
1: And again, it's just these like the choruses are all ooze and yodels. And I just love, I love that chorus, those yodels.
0: It's beautiful. Really it's got a nice that. rollicking the verses, especially get that nice rollicking feel with the bass drum yeah, stop. Just, just the bass Continuous. and the great and Brandy's got a great yodel on her voice that yeah. makes it feel authentically. You know what? You know what we haven't talked about? Mm. I recognize that I'm I i do not know if I should say this at all. Brady's from <laughs> Seattle. She's not really from the South or from the country area. No, but it
1: sounds like I don't really know It's Ravensdale, right? Yeah. I don't really know Ravensdale. I feel like whether or not she's from there, it sounds
0: like she grew up with that. Um, I I wonder if people question her authenticity authenticity sometimes because she's got such a yodel in her voice and such a, I mean, we were just watching a documentary where she consulted her mother about if she was getting the country twang right. Right. So I don't know if people have a problem with like her trying to make it country. Well, listen,
1: it's really interesting. Again, the fact that I'm saying that her voice is such a, an instrument in and of itself. And she has such control over it. There's, there's like a good, there's a a pro and con about that. Mm -hmm. I think that people who just naturally have a voice and when they like step up to the mic, it's just got its own unique quality. That is such a special thing at the same time. Someone like Brandy, I also feel like that's very special, but yes, can feel less authentic to have someone who can affect their voice in so many
0: ways. That's a good point. Yeah, she's no Bjork. Like she doesn't have this super unique, strange voice that people are attracted to because of its weirdness. She's just such a great vocalist. You've said it again and again, and I agree with you. Her voice is her instrument and she can play that instrument however she wants. While we're talking about it, I'm jumping ahead to uh, the fifth album, Firewatcher's Daughter.
1: Going from the song, beginning to feel the years, to uh, Wilder, We're Chained, you can just hear, like in the first one, she's just a very like soft singer-songwriter. Yeah. In the second one, she's got a little more like country going flang- okay. to it. I not Yeah. Um, anyway, I love the third verse of this song. Um, when it's her doubled on herself. Yes. And everything just feels as, as it should.
0: Yeah. That's a great
1: little word riff. i not knowing where to go. Yeah, I don't know. This song, it it was always like when I was trying to rank these, this one was always a definite, and some of them weren't. So I was like, this is so funny to to me because
0: I've I've just said nothing but positive things. I think it's a beautiful little ditty, I think it's kind of disposable. I I don't feel anything. I don't feel like I need to listen to this song. It's just like a very pretty song that like is there to it just me. just feels right.
1: It just feels right to me. It just feels like this mm-hmm. is great to have on her, on her catalog. To me, that's how I feel
0: about Cannonball. I feel like it's just, this. It's just, yeah. it just feels right. It just feels, and that's feel great. That.
1: No, no, I get that. Cause at the same time I do, there's something timeless about this to me yeah. in the same sort of folky kind
0: of mm-hmm. thing. Okay. Now let's go to our collective top two songs. We'll start with uh, my number one song, Adam's number two song, the opening track, Late Morning Lullaby.
2: As my eyes shut, slideshow begins. Yesterday is gone now and panic sets in. With the weight upon my chest and a ghost upon my back. And the numbing sensation of everything I like that leaves me tree.
1: The song is wonderful. Yeah. It's, the song is so warm Yeah. And it's got warm so is a great many word. different parts and each part is great. Except, oh, you know what? You know what we didn't talk about? Josh Newman. Josh Newman about him. is I believe after the first uh after Brandy's first album came out, they asked this cello player to I, I'm sure like play live with them named Josh Newman. I don't really know what he was doing before that, but since then he's been the cellist on every if they went on tour and needed a cello player like he was probably at the show that we saw and I yeah, just didn't know yeah he was know, I think you know he I
0: mean? was up elevated
1: he's he plays with her all the time and he's on every album um I love him and I love a lot of the cello on all of her music there's this weird ass cello solo with this mm. rocking beat that does not work that's the only part of the song that I don't care for but everything else I like it everything else I love
0: I know maybe it's just because it's the opening song. Maybe it's because it's about morning. To me, this just feels like a wake up in the morning.
1: Yeah. I love the ascending chords. The shaker. It's so warm. I really love her melody, especially with the picked guitar that's going on the soon as my eyes show. With the guitar still going behind show. Her. That
0: part, that is, oh, I feel so good. I love it. it the song to me just keeps getting better and better. Yes. When she goes, baby, dream dreaming, dream. harmonies on that.
1: Dream ooh, your real world. Oh. Dum, 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 and I love dum, the swaggery. Dum, 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 Before, Beautiful, the twins rise. wailing, it's
0: huge, it is an incredible chorus, I love it. is killer it's a little bit of that angsty yodel yeah. in there but it's yeah she's it's got this right yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: and then i love when they just sing yes late morning lullaby.
2: yeah it's i mean, that's very
1: work, young, like but lake street dive lone bellow yeah. kind of it sounds like caravan you know that la 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 yes yes la, yes yes, yes. La, i love that it's
0: just every, when they do I, that three-part harmony even if it's if it's three words yes it's just like yes it's like this is special so special i love it i love that this is the opener i think it's the best song on the record me too i really honestly i don't have yeah. much more to say i i just i don't either and every that's...
1: part is so good and it just makes me happy it was I, this i this could have been number one absolutely
0: yeah. yeah i love it every single part i mean you didn't like the cello part but i even like the cello breakdown just something, sort of because, thing because it
1: goes back to sort of what i'm talking about about the lame kind of just chugging rock and chugging rock with like the, the it's not loud, that
0: long though, and then it goes into the bridge no, but of the, the darkness. That, like,
1: if you're gonna have that, have some sort of wailing guitar solo. Not this like, ch- I love cello, but it just felt so wrong mm, to have okay. like a cello solo. And Fair I think enough. it's cello. I don't. I don't think it's violin. I think it is. Yeah. You're right.
0: But anyway, great track, great opening. It Gets you really excited about the album. And then from rare, there goes right into the story, the big hit. But let's talk about my number two, your number one, a ladder album track, "Shadow on the Wall."
2: Goes down shadow on the wall it cannot be seen at all, at all over it. Hey, it's not that you would mess with my head. I believe it should believe you
1: it's hauntingly beautiful. It is. It Again, it feels like it's very different, but it's almost tragedy 2.0 because I'm also a fan of picking more than strumming. And yet it still has sort of a minor feel and it's got a uh, hands are off at least, maybe one. <laughs> On Brandy it. and
0: Tim wrote it together. So it's probably, it's probably it's Tim. Tim. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Okay, let's just start with the the riff. I, I don't think we're talking looking. enough about, they have, they just keep writing acoustic finger-picked riffs that are in in it of themselves are melodic and really interesting and unique to them at least they keep writing them throughout we're only on the second album they have so many good little opening guitar riffs this one
1: (laughs) keeps descending yeah her, she's got so much attitude in her vocals on this. Even when she's not like screaming, she still is able oh, to just. Oh, right. Yeah. And also just, it's hard for me to see when I'm wrong. Just. It's like, yeah. uh, it's, it feels so good. And I love that change to down, down, down. down. I
2: don't want to be nobody's fool. I played that part so many times. Before. How to be a shadow on the wall I would make no it's sound.
0: So delicate and eerie and beautiful. I think I always gravitate towards songs that are beautiful but also kind of sad. Yeah. And sort of haunting. Yes. Like I said, hauntingly beautiful. Happy works, but Happy me. works and happy is great. Like yeah, you know, cannibal could can be kind of sad, but um uh, what do you want to say? Closer to you, or um, what can I say? Are sort of beautiful harmonies that are peppy and yes. happy, but I prefer the Gons. I prefer yep. the Shadow on the Wall. Uh, it just, it just, it just gets me in this in this way. I love when it's just the three of them or the two of them and guitar. It's so simplistic, yeah. and you you just hear the songwriting, you hear the voices. You don't have to be distracted by. I just love when they strip down.
1: Mm-hmm. And again, I feel like this should have been the closer because that's what I want to
0: hear, not what comes after it. Now I'm rethinking if it should have been the closer. It just doesn't feel closer enough. I love the song. It clearly is my number one and number two. But
1: I don't need songs to sound like closers. You know what I mean?
0: I don't need that. I don't know if I like the uh, cliche of putting the sad song as the end. Hmm. I think that sort of wrote, um, she doesn't anyway, but, right. but, uh, I, I do not think again today was the right closer or a better song, but, but anyway, but anyway, <laughs> so that was our top five songs for the story, the second album. Let's quickly run through the rest of this long album. Um, it's way too long. I could cut three, four songs on this yeah, album. I agree. Let's go through what
1: those are. <laughs> I'm surprised. So the next one that we didn't talk about, number three is Turpentine. I'm surprised that wasn't on your list. It was fighting.
0: Yeah. Cause I always knew that that
1: was a thing for you. My and again, two
0: songs that I was, that were waiting for number five was Turpentine and Josephine, right. Which are two very similar in their three part harmony. Yeah. Acoustic, uh, yeah. Balladeering kind of way. So again,
1: Turpentine was the second song you gave me. And I just remember always being like,
0: ah, I get okay. it. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: like, this is just fine. Um, It's nice. Like it's, (laughs) it's yeah. It's like, it's pleasing, but it's just nothing special to me. I love this. I think it's, it's her first lyrics. I just want to read these. I watch you grow away from me in photographs and memories like spies and salt betrays my eyes again. I started losing sleep and gaining weight and wishing I was 10 again. So I could be your friend again. I love it. It's nice. It's just chock full of things that I like in lyrics. I like
0: the chorus lyric. These days we go to waste like wine that's turned to turpentine. It's 6 a.m. and I'm all messed up. i missed it. <laughs> I'm all messed up. Yeah. I I think, I think it's just a gorgeous chorus with those harmonies. Anytime they have the three part harmony, I'm just immediately like, Ugh, mm-hmm. Ugh. there are very few times when they do that where I'm like, yeah, okay, guys. Yeah. Like I, I'm just, <laughs> sure I can't get enough of that sound. The um,
1: oh whoa, whoa. That sounds like drops of Jupiter to me. That totally brings me back to drops of Jupiter. Except I love
0: Phil's Do you wanna know an interesting connection to Drop of Drops of Jupiter? Is that the maybe it's not on this album, the string arranger, or the conductor, um, I think he's on Pride and Joy. He's on the last album. His name is um I'll get to his name later. Uh he won a Grammy for Drops of Jupiter. Interesting. Yeah. I okay. don't know if he's I don't remember if he's on this album. Yeah. Um, but the the or- orchestra conductor and composer uh, arranger has been involved with Brandy Carlile, gotcha. so okay. Fair enough. that part the oh, oh 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 I don't remember if they played it at the show we just saw, but anytime they do play it, yes, they, they make sort of, it yes, an audience participation or, or an audience participation, yeah, um, where they say oh this side of the room right, go right, right. do Phil's, do Phil's exactly. harmony,
1: yeah, no, because she does a, a live at what is it Benaroya Hall,
0: right, and so typically I don't love when bands do that when they include the audience. However, when you hear the audience split up into a three-part harmony it and, sounds you're, really and you're good. in it, it is pretty yeah, well, amazing. That too. Can you imagine being one of those, the, the trio? Honestly, with my luck, that?
1: I'd be next to the tone deaf person because <laughs> that always happens with me. And then I cannot keep, I can't stand Speaking
0: track. of when I saw her for the first time uh, in Morristown with Natalie and Alex, the twins go off and play sound of silence by right. Simon and Garfunkel. Mm-hmm. And Alex and I were so into it that we started harmonizing, harmonizing along with them. And the woman in front of us turns around and goes, I didn't ask for stereo sound or like <laughs> surround sound. We were uh, like,
1: kind of appreciate that <laughs> way of I, I saying it. it.
0: <laughs> but we, we were so into wanting to be part of it. Yeah, you, yeah, you hear yeah. these harmonies around you and you just Want to sing. Yeah, for sure. I think when we're in the car listening together, it's just so hard not to sing along with so many of their verses, so many of their choruses, so many of the harmonies, whether they're there or not. Or not I appreciate melodies that allow harmonies to sound great on yeah. them. Fair and, enough. Uh, this is one of them. From there, we already talked about my song, and wasted, and have you ever. Uh, Now let's go to Josephine, another three-part harmony goodness. I I think it's beautiful. I don't think there's much else to say about this song. I think it's just a tight song, another just acoustic... Yes, classic sounding folky ballad. I think Josephine might be Tim's daughter. I think
1: I read that... Somewhere, I don't think he had a daughter at that point. This Ooh. is 2007. <laughs> so maybe
0: it's like Brandy with Caroline was a nephew, uh, niece or, or something, or, I, may, or maybe Josephine is his daughter
1: and he named her. It maybe after it's his wife,
0: ex wife. I don't know. I don't know. Scratch that. Uh, <laughs> I love the part of the
1: noontime wind. Can you blow for me one more time and take me? It like kind of goes out of the like just four four da, meter, da, 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 da. and the bass, the line is great there.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: that's pretty much it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> from there we'll go to losing heart this song is so underwritten there's like this song is so nothing odd here and i wanna like it I don't. Why? I
1: I don't. (laughs) Because I just I just want it.
0: Am I losing? It feels so boring. Yeah, and the verses. It's so bored. I
1: don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind either. It
0: seems lazy. (laughs) It just feels like a lazy, underwritten melody. Yeah. It feels old school again. Like this. I think this. uh, I don't know if this was one of her older songs, but it just is like.
1: This is a B side. If if there was any B side, it's it's not great. The only thing that can maybe pick out is the. Uh, I don't know, the guitar riff sure. is kind of cool Yeah, I always try to find something But this is not a good song no. This should have been off Skip for it. a long album
0: We saw. We Skip talked it. about <laughs> We talked about Cannibal Now let's talk about Until I Die
1: Until I Die I actually like this I'm not going to say this was fighting for number 5 But this,
0: this also is in the vein of In My Own Eyes That sort of eerie, beautiful guitar riff I like the riff a lot um, there's just like, something I actually like.
1: It's it's a, to me and I I think it's I just compare it to my song strictly because there's like a guitar riff. So no, they're very different, but it's just chiller. It's like much softer and warmer. There's like a, ri- it's a ride, a nice ride symbol, and a yeah. Ring click. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hey there, what's that in your sky? And there's a you, great- you make it sound
0: better. I don't know why. There's <laughs> something about it that just feels so
1: boring to me. There's a great build. As soon as she ends, like the first part of the first verse, and then the guitar riff comes back, the dum, 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 and then like the snare comes
0: I in. I like that riff. I like that sound. It yeah. feels of the time also. And I like, I love the. i say it. What the chorus? Oh, I love the what? the
1: backgrounds on the chorus.
0: It's so. Uh, yeah. I think her vocals are so boring. Like for someone who's usually so impassioned, something about the way she's singing, maybe it's because she's in her falsetto. Something about it just seems bored. Like she seems bored. I can kind of hear that. It's also, it might also seem bored
1: because the melody doesn't go anywhere. Mm. What I don't like is that, Sky with tainted eyes, I made my mind. I actually feel like that completely takes you out of the song for some reason. And yet, at the same time, I think that
0: has more melody than the chorus itself. It has more melody,
1: I just don't like it as much. And it actually, for a split second, kind of goes to her maybe rocky roots, or
0: I don't know. I think another wasted rocking out moment. It just feels sort of lifeless. It does. When they,
1: yeah, it's just, and it's very short. It's weird. I like the run, 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 catch me if you can. can now that we're
0: can. on this topic, I was going to say at the end, but also similar to Motion City soundtrack, Commit This to Memory. I had said previously, this is you know the artist that we covered last, that Commit This to Memory, where at people consider it the best, consider it their favorite. I feel like this too feels like a transitional album where she's like not rocking hard enough yeah. or not folksy and country mm-hmm. enough. She's sort of in the middle. And I just don't think it always works. Yeah. I feel like this album feels like an awkward in-between. It is. It, it is, is awkward. awkward. And it's the same thing as Commit This <laughs> to Memory. And yet and I,
1: I also, I what I like is that there's just more, I still, I still do feel like Maybe just in terms of experimenting with different sounds, there is more of a maturity to it. I know it's, it sound. maybe you don't agree with that, but the fact that she has something like Shadow on the Wall, which I feel like is a more mature, I don't know, version of tragedy or something, some sort of maybe darker brooding singer songwriter. Then, she, But she's got this folk stuff, which she hasn't had in the previous right, one, Josephine right. Cannonball. And she's got the story, which is just rocking the fuck out. I
0: still feel like her lyrics on this album are not up to snuff. Hmm. I still feel like they're, they're kind of empty platitudes a lot of the time. Okay. Yeah. Um, again, I think
1: that's a thing with a lot of her lyrics. Actually, yes. And later, no, like actually like the last two albums.
0: I was going to wait to say that, but I agree. I think yeah. her best lyrics are on the, the most recent albums. Yeah. I think she becomes a way better storyteller, songwriter, both when she's talking very personally and when she's inhabiting other characters. These all seem like, they're not bad lyrics, but they're just kind of there. And they're just sort of like, they feel more like an an avenue for her voice as opposed to being the star of a song ever. Agreed. Which maybe that's her thing. She's, you know, but I think she improves as time goes by. Um, Let's go back into the record. Um, So After Until I Die is Downpour, another... This is so sluggish. It's forgettable. It's, it's so it's, sluggish. It's it's got a nice guitar riff opening again, mm, no? I
1: I I really don't care for the song. I think the nicest part is just when she goes into her fals- her falsetto of the chorus. No, no, the rain and a downpour away, I wash away.
0: Yeah. Uh, the chorus is kind of weak before that happens. Uh Josh has a nice cello moment. That's about it. There's yeah. not much to say about this. Yeah. Yeah. Skip downpour. Then we got shadow on the wall. You thought it should have been the closer, but after shadow on the wall comes the closer again today. Um, this opens with a kind of cool and creepy ambient yeah, sounds. Different and for her. Squeaking. She's yeah, never yeah, sort of yeah. done that before. And she doesn't do it really again until just kids. I mean, yeah. She doesn't really experiment Use with production sounds. Yeah. With sound collage right. sort of things. Um, I love the opening lyric broken sticks and broken stones will turn to dust, just like our bones. It's words that hurt the most now, isn't it? Yes. Right? You know, it's the flip. Exactly. it's the a flip on the line. Six and break, break my bones. But words will never hurt me. That's a yeah. great lyric. It almost feels like the first time in the first two albums that I've said that, like mm-hmm. that's like a great lyric. That's interesting. Um, I'm just bored by this point of the album.
1: It's it's like it's it's, just, it's almost hard for me to really look at it objectively. I know what you mean, because at this point, the like album, this is the thirteenth song, yeah, and there's another hidden yeah. track after this. And we just,
0: yeah, losing heart until I die. Downpour. They're all sort of sluggish songs. So you're sort of, and even shadow of the wall, which is a beautiful sluggish song, but it's not even no, it's not sluggish. It's not sluggish. That's not the word I mean. It's a softer, slower song. Yeah, but it's it's bookended by such. Dreary mid tempo, and even when this song picks
1: up, I'm like, Of course, you were gonna pick up like that, and of course, you're just going back to just chilling. Well, that's ass always been rock. a weird thing
0: for you. Uh, yeah, you don't like when the band starts soft and then goes heavy, know, it I feels think like a cliche I, I think to it's you?
1: from song to song. This one just feels especially with her brand of rock, her brandy of rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the melody, The Colors Bleed Together. Was it ever, yeah, whatever. I don't care for when the, the spitting
0: <laughs> starts na, 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 na. Um, but the best part see it's funny i was to say the best part like i was you're going to agree
1: today.
0: with me. not today and then it explodes. I love that. I love her vocals on that. And then her voice starts cracking and squeaking um, when she repeats right. the broken sticks and broken, broken bones. And
1: broken sticks you know,
0: What, you just sang it like that? Pearl Jam is the one who covers the song. And it totally makes sense to me. Yeah. It's got that sort of grungy mm-hmm. Eddie Vedder uh, wailing to it. Right. It's good. I think it's good. I don't think it's great. Yeah. I think, like you said, you sort of get fatigued by the end of this album when you're doing a full listen.
1: Again, it's so interesting to me. I find some of these more B-side-y than her totally self-titled
0: agree. album. I just talk, We just talked through three or at least or four that we were like, skip it. I didn't feel that way about any of the yeah. uh, uh, the original album. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what Rick Rubin was thinking. <laughs> I don't know. Um, In terms of thinking some of these were better. I don't know. If... Let's just finish I mean, maybe it Maybe off. they were right because this was the hit. This was the hit album. Maybe that is just solely off of that single single, the story, but Turpentine is pretty big too. Turpentine was, was the next single or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) So after again, today quickly sort of like our first episode, uh, our first series on Coldplay after their first album, everything's not lost comes life is worth uh, life is for living. So too, after again, today there's like four or five minutes of silence. And then this, uh, secret bonus track hiding my heart, which, you know what this reminds me of? And I wonder if you felt the same way. Mm. Um, at the end of Laura Marling's first album, after uh, You're oh, Only yeah. Dolls, she does swim. the same thing, Alas, I Cannot Swim, which is sort of the title of the record. Right. And this one, it immediately starts with, this is how the story went. It yeah, feels yeah. Like I just, this, yeah. I like this nice, I, I, I actually like this song a lot. I do too. It's very pretty. It is very pretty.
1: Blue it's a Tim song me away, I wish I could lay
0: down beside you. Great harmonies on it. Great harmonies on it. And that. then the
1: face against the morning sun.
0: This is a great little... I feel like it's one last chance to show how great the trio are together. So like I a, think it, I think it's still just... Just Tim? Yeah, I think it's just him. one one harmony. But this is still. the one that Adele covered. I yeah. mean, she must have I'm found something in to this. I'm very Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't listened to uh, the Cover Stories album, but... It ends, it ends on a, a beautiful little song, but yeah, by this time, it's already 55 minutes in. This is Blech. too long for an album. Way too long. Yeah. I think it's interesting that the story has become such a hit because, yeah, not the most solid, consistent album, in my opinion. Still great songs littered throughout, and um, like you said, a progression in her sound, maybe a little more mature, um, but I'm excited for what comes next, the third album. Thanks for listening to Top 5 Disco, part 2 in our in-depth discussion, dissection, debate, and analysis of Brandy Carlisle's entire discography.
1: Now that we've discussed the band's breakout sophomore album, The Story, tune in next
0: week where we explore their Rick Rubin-produced third album, Give Up the Ghost. But before that, we want to know your thoughts, your opinions, and your personal top fives for Brandy Carlisle. What are your top five favorite songs on The Story and why? Had you at least heard the song, The Story, before? On Grey's Anatomy, perhaps? Reach out and let us know. You can support us and help Top 5 Disco
1: grow simply by subscribing to this podcast so you can get the new episodes as soon as they come out. It takes just a second to hit that little button. And you can find and follow us on Facebook and Twitter and now Instagram for behind-the-scenes goodies and an easy way to connect. Also, don't forget to tell your music-loving friends and family all about us.
0: Thank you so much again for listening. Tune in next time, and remember, it's really all disco.